The sun is shining, the wind is calm, it's ideal racing conditions at the Randy Pitchford Memorial Speedway here in Poofter's Froth, North Carolina. Our drivers are on lap 100, still a lot of race left. Leading the pack in the 420 car, we have Kyle Sandin. We're being passionate to the driver now. Kyle, how are you feeling about the race today? Oh, man, car's feeling real good. Good team, good team. If I'm just letting Jesus take the wheel right now, you know, while I lean back and take a <laughs> nice sip of some righteous monster. Get pissed. An inspiration to us all, Kyle Sandin. Sure. Following close behind in the 69 car, we have Hunter Sealock. Hunter, any words of encouragement you'd like to offer young, aspiring drivers? Well, Josh, what I have to offer is more advice than encouragement. When you find yourself in a long and grueling race such as ours, there's only one brand you can trust for all your catheter needs, and that's Liberator Medical. Liberator Medical, <laughs> because she wants 69 you if you have piss in your brain. Oh. Wise words from a wise man, and in third place, driving a grave digger monster truck, the man that crushed every other opponent in this race, the man with a confirmed body count of 45, the asphalt assassin, the bad guy extraordinaire, Brooks Nickel. Brooks, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Wee! Get the fuck out of my way, boy! I'm coming through! I'll tell you what! Josh, man, I'll tell you, get the fuck out of my way, goddamn it. I'll tell you what, I didn't have nothing for breakfast this morning, Josh, and you want to know why I got uh, nasty. Why did you not have anything for breakfast today? Because I got to have an empty belly. I got to have all the room I can to eat up these boys on this track out here. That's right. Uh -oh. I'm going to go straight, turn left, and if they in my way, I'm going right over the top of them, motherfucker. <laughs> got oh. to run. <laughs> Good thing I've got my catheter. Thanks, Liberator Medical. Woo! I'd be pissing my oh, britches. Man. I got so much monster. Uh -oh. I'm taking time bombs. Uh -oh. Yep. <laughs> Tell him I sent you, Kyle. That's right. You run over Hunter, you're just going to get sprayed with piss. Oh, wow. Well, you are listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox, the News Reviews, Theories and Conspiracies podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton. Today on the show, we're featuring a review of Wreckfest as well as a hands-on with the new Forza Horizon for Battle Royale mode, but first, a pinch of news. Hunter, you are our resident expert on the First Amendment and... Uh, all legal matters. Communications. All yes. legal matters, really. But all <laughs> communications, especially within video games. Um, that's, a, that's a lane you take great pride in. Why don't you tell us a little bit um, about, uh, about, about being muted in video games and whether or not that's a violation of your civil rights. I will tell you all about it. So this is a article from Kotaku, uh, uh, again, obviously. Uh, I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> seems like it. Sure seems like it. All the best stuff, it seems like, lately. Uh, so when we say muted in a video game, this is like a developer muting somebody. So there was a streamer. Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's shadow banning. They can't get in trouble for that. Just ask Jack over at Twitter. <laughs> Uh, of course. So there, oh dear. There's a streamer named Amro Amro Elensari uh, that plays RuneScape, made by how you said Jagex Jags. RuneScape. The developer actually muted him, oh. like where he can't communicate with anybody. Like a player didn't mute him, the developer did, right? And it's not made clear why uh, they muted him, but probably not just arbitrarily, if I was to wager. So, Ellen Sari sued the developer uh, last year and claimed that, yeah, well, and it was a largely handwritten lawsuit because that always bodes well, that he had invested over 2,000 hours in the game and that 
them muting him constituted a violation of due process, discrimination, and a violation of his free speech and human rights. Which, never mind, uh, seems a bit dramatic, sir. Because I've played these games and I've said some horrible shit and never been muted by a developer. What do you have to do for a developer to keep yeah. you from talking to anybody is my first question, frankly. Maybe he was trying to leak information about just how many people actually have the coronavirus. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. Does that mean we're going to get muted now, too? I know. I'd go with ah, the yeah. developer's wife. We're getting muted. <laughs> God damn it. I'll call my buddy at 10 soon. Rewind the play. Yeah, Rewind the play five minutes. So the case was initially dismissed in July of this year, 2019, citing that the First Amendment restricts the government uh, and not private entities. So he appealed that. And then earlier this month in January, the U.S. Court of Appeals of the Third Circuit tossed it, citing the same claims about the First Amendment that he didn't know what he's talking about. And that his discrimination okay. was not like a racial discrimination or religious discrimination. He's saying I'm being discriminated against compared to the oh, other people okay. who weren't muted. So he has no idea sure. what discrimination means legally. Mm. And yeah. so they they basically called him an asshole, I mean, an idiot. <laughs> who does? Who well, does? <laughs> yeah, well, this is true. Yeah, and, and they were at no point at the district court where he first appealed or uh, filed the suit or at the appeal that he can that he claim he was losing access for anything resembling what discrimination uh, is codified as legally under Title II. So it got tossed there. But he's also filed 10 suits in the past yeah. year and a half, presumably this being one of them, uh, and including like, and it's not clear that they were all against Jagex. One of them was against Twitter for quote unquote scamming him, but it's not huh. covered in the article. What the fuck that means. Uh, so that's, that's pretty well the news. So a federal court has uh, claimed it doesn't violate your civil rights. Uh, to be muted by a developer, right. which is, it seems silly at first, right? Uh, it did to me anyways, but there, there really, there is a debate that, sh or a conversation debate seems a bit strong, uh, but a con conversation that should go, that we should have about what is a developer's place for patrolling the platform. You know what I'm saying? Like how much, sure. I don't know how much tomfoolery should be allowed. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? How, and, and at what point does it become toxic? And who's de who define who's defining what that means? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because and we're entering this weird space too, where like this guy might just be playing your game, but it's also how he makes a living. You know, and you right remove his right. his ability to interact with other players. You you limit basically the type of programming he can create as a content creator. Um, and again, right. I don't then, know what he said, so it's. But it's right, but then the question is, shouldn't you know the rules of the platform? You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, mm. like it's one of those deals where you can't you went to them and like it or not, these people get to decide how the games run because they yeah. developed the damn thing, you know. And so it's one of those deals where when you're on that site and you violate the code of conduct, whether you like it or not, I I dislike strongly many of the Xbox code of conduct, but I follow sure. it because they'll kick me off if I don't. But I'm not gonna file a lawsuit against Microsoft. If they banned my account, you know what I'm saying? Because they've already established what those are, you know. Right. See, I think it can get kind of a gray area or BS, like when you get into services like YouTube or Twitch, to where you could start, you know, selecting what content you're putting out. Right. And that like selective uh, viewership can kind of get into some gray areas. I feel like. 
Hey, you get into some of the been on a, like that. I know YouTube's been on a rant lately, banning a bunch of videos for no reason. People are like, what the fuck? There's nothing bad about it. But their videos I, are being flagged like, oh, this has been discriminatory or there's a lot of cussing. I'm just like, no. <laughs> right. Well, and Twitter's gotten into that, gotten into trouble over oh, that because yeah. they, they're like, well, we have our rules posted, but their rules don't seem to be enforced equally. And mm-hmm. they're they're kind of vague, and so that you know that's kind of an example of how this stuff kind of gets a little wonky. And uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange deal. He botched this royally. It, he the way the way it's written just kind of makes him seem like a petulant child. Though he you know, I I can understand why he was frustrated, but I don't know. It looks like he spent one night googling stuff. Was like I'm discriminated against because that guy's <laughs> Is he not defending muted. himself. Yeah, right. Get a, a exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it's uh, yeah. It is interesting too, like the the aspect of not only are you having to abide by whoever the developer is, um, you know, here the makers of RuneScape, but you're you're having to abide by that. But then you're also having to abide by whatever streaming platform you're using, whether that's Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, Facebook Gaming, something like that. <laughs> There's all these people you have to satisfy and make sure that you're not breaking their individual codes of contact. Conduct, excuse me. There, there's all these intermediate intermediators, intermediators that are, that are in play. That you have to worry about. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting time, and it's one of those. Well, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Well, there's there's not really anywhere else to go. You know, people t- people after YouTube, for example, uh, that Kyle mentioned, uh, you know, a year or two ago or more, started uh, demonetizing wholesale. They're like, well, just go somewhere else if you don't like it. And you're like, okay, well, oh, like, it sounds good. It. But yeah, they're still doing mm-hmm. that for sure. But it's Real like, well, bad. well, there's not, there's other, there's a few other platforms yeah. like BitChute and Daily Motion is a little bit worse, but it, it's out. There's some out there, mm-hmm. but they're not the same. You know, it's like getting yeah. perma banned off of Twitter. Well, fuck, that's where the president talks to Definitely people. Definitely not the traffic. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, it's not, at what point is it a public utility, which is not the argument I'm making, but that is an argument, you know, and uh, it's mm-hmm. not. Like individual developers, I don't think would probably fall into this category. But like you said, like Twitch would almost certainly be in the same category of a people. Some would argue are a, a public utility, like a Facebook or a Twitter or something like that. You know, yeah, uh, a giant platform that has somewhat of a corner or on the market <laughs> and electricity. Um, sure. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. They, yeah, they can't <laughs> touch yourself a podcast. That's right. <laughs> they, they yeah, <laughs> Discord. Like, watch him do anything. Randy Pitchford is a twat waffle. Trust us, we've been banning oh, him for months. That is you a say anything you want about Randy Pitchford and his magic podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're invincible. Oh, man. We're just like Mark Wahlberg in that movie about the Eagles. Untouchable, baby. <laughs> the Untouchables. Um, oh boy, Brooks! Why don't you tell us about a rumor that's been circula- circulating? Why can't I speak tonight? Jesus Christ! Circulating this week. Yeah, it's a juicy rumor. <laughs> so uh, we thought Randy Pitchford has. He's put the he's put the voodoo on. He is a magician. <laughs> yeah, so he's messaging him right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh shit! I uh. Oh, there's a picture. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. So. Uh, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, and by that I mean four days ago in in our galaxy, 
little rumors started popping around. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, they're going to do not a remake, uh, not a reimagining, but it seems like they're going to squeeze the two KOTOR games together. And the reason they're doing it is very cool. They're wanting to bring certain elements from the two-piece story into uh, canon, Star Wars canon. So uh, okay. pretty excited about that. I think everybody yeah. knows what that means, that arguably everyone's favorite uh, character in the, in the expanded universe, Darth Revan, is going to be brought into canon. So uh, yeah. pretty cool stuff. Um, not really a whole lot That's wild. about it. Um, this article's from IGN. Um, by Mr. Adam Bankhurst. Oh, God, I'm just assuming one person's gender. Fuck. Uh, by Adam Bankhurst, whose <laughs> pronoun we do not know. Um, but yeah, so as reported by uh, Cinelinks, two sources claim to have knowledge on the rumored return of this beloved franchise. Uh, so the first source says a remake of the 2003 classic is in development, while the second expands and says it wasn't so much a remake, but a sequel of sorts. Um, they kind of go on to say that the new project... Um, is going to take elements from the first Knights of the Old Republic and Old Republic Two Sith Lords and retool the two stories to make them fit in current canon. Um, so yeah, do you think do you think Bioware gets this if it in fact gets developed, or do you think EA shops it somewhere else, different developer? Oh God, um, don't really want to think about it. Um, Bioware's been uh, all misses over the last several years. Well, and and EA is an asshole sometimes. Most of the time, seems like. Yeah, because well, most of the time. Um, if memory serves, Obsidian like storyboarded and like drew up like concept for a third game because they envisioned it as a as a trilogy. They did Codar uh, two, and then EA never did anything with it. And now Obsidian's been acquired by Microsoft, so I. Highly doubt. I mean, EA has a pretty good working relationship with Microsoft. I imagine it's possible they can rope them in. If anybody, if I had my choice of somebody to do it, that's who I'd prefer to do it over Bioware. But yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see to see what the respawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. cranking them out. I just, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, still seems, you know. Like there's a lot up in the air about it, but because before before this stuff started coming out, it, there was it was Kathleen Kennedy at Disney acted like they were gonna look into that that era of Star Wars for for a film or so. Yeah, she said that. Yeah, Lucasfilm is developing something Knights of the Old Republic related. Fuck, um, I did not know that. Yeah, and there's also been, uh, they said, rumors of Knights of the Old Republic film with some sources like uh, Game of Thrones, D.B. Wise, and David Beinhoff, uh, who are no yeah. longer, you know, creating any of the Star Wars, new Star Wars trilogy. Um, but it was reported last year after the cancellation of KOTOR 3 that Obsidian always envisioned the games to be trilogy. Um, so the lead writer, Chris Avalon from Reboot Develop, also said KOTOR 3 would have been about uncovering the origin of stories of the Sith Lords. And that they foreshadowed okay. the Darth Revan was uh, what Darth Revan was doing in the second game. So um, apparently, you know, as the current canon goes, Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Skywalker made Darth Revan canon as one of Palpatine's Sith Trooper legions was named the Third Revan Legion. Um, so it looks like they're just kind of—I mean, all of those signs point 
towards something coming out. Yeah. In relation to Knights of the Old Republic, which is awesome because I think that they need to get away from Star Wars. Period. Like games, movies, television shows. They need to get yeah, away from because I do think uh, era and, and jump into you know either something far in the future or far in the past. So um, I thought I'd read today that George Lucas was getting the the next trilogy, like creative direct. Uh, All that direct about that. So no. <laughs> it's funny. Like I think if you'd said that you know before. The uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, you said George Lucas was going to be the creative director for that. Everybody would have freaked out, and I think at this point everybody's like, "Oh, okay, please give that back to him." Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I, feel like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's pretty split still, but I mean, yeah, who, who knows? I mean, people. I I remain to this day to say that Star Wars, like the Star Wars fan group, is is still one of the just snobbiest groups out there sure. when it comes to. Like, and maybe it's just that my opinion differs, but for me, it's just like, it's fucking Star Wars. It's more Star Wars. It's more laser swords and fucking pistols and just let people, let ships battle in space and people fight with fucking lightsabers and let shit blow up. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> just give me more Star Wars. Good, right. bad, like one out of every three has got to be pretty damn good. I thought the last one was pretty good. You know, you can at me about that, but. I will. I, I thought it was shit. And I thought the first <laughs> of the new trilogy um, was pretty good too. I didn't like the middle one much, but like I said, it's just. It's, I, I take the same approach to Star Wars as I do to Marvel movies. Um, sure. Just make them entertaining. They don't need to be like Scorsese-esque. Yeah. You know, in their, in their right. plot and their writing and their acting. Just make them entertaining. Just let them do good in their lane. <laughs> yeah. Just let them be... Don't make them... They don't have to be everything. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's yeah, where I'm at with the Fast and Furious moves. I don't know. They should <laughs> stop those. I saw they were doing a ninth one. Yeah, I mean, for uh, I mean, for what they do, those are pretty good. I would take Fast and Furious over yeah, Star Wars another. at this point. I mean, there's not even a fucking best. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, there's not even a Sylvester Stallone movie with nine installments, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck. Oh uh, fuck. <laughs> well, there's different movies. They're pretty much the same, though. Yeah, but at least they're... <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. I'm furious. Speaking of things that are always the same, but at just at a little different, Kyle. Oh, man. It's about Ragnarok. Yes. So we forgot to do it the other week, so now we're doing it now. Don't <laughs> add us about that. <laughs> I want to hear it. No, apparently there. Uh, this article is on Games Radar, which I didn't know they were still doing stuff. I remember using them a while back, but apparently they're still putting articles out. I'd love them. Anyway, there was a leak put on Reddit, pretty detailed. Apparently, uh, it says the main character's name is Jora. You lead a small band of fellow Vikings, and you can drop in and drop out of co-op with four different players. And the setting is all over Northern Europe, cities such as York, Paris, London, etc. And then there's going to be large-scale wars. And, uh, I think there was a lot of more details. This is this article's paraphrasing. But yeah, it's saying that the release is September of 2021. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would assume it would come out this year. Um, it said next September, so I'm, I'm assuming 2021, but maybe they're misspoken. Yeah. Um, 
Interesting. So what do you guys think about a drop-in, drop-out co-op? So this would be something similar to like what Ghost Recon Wildlands had, where it wouldn't matter where you're at in the story, you could bring people in. I, I have a hard time imagining they would let you do all the story content. Maybe there's certain types of missions or something. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, I don't be selective. Yeah, that would be that would be tough. But I mean, as far as the free roam goes, I think it'd be badass. You know, if the yeah, I'm, I'm, I imagine you can do it with, like with the large scale wars or whatever they're mentioning here. That's probably a big portion of that co-op yeah. stuff. If you don't, if you don't do it on the campaign, it would there'd have to be something. Somewhat a gladiator deal. That'd be it. cool. Yeah, that's, that'd yeah. Be I keep thinking like. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you could have. There'd be. I mean, they could do something. Something similar to that on every one of those games, Mm -hmm. though. You know, some underground thing. Uh, But you know, if they had those large scale battles where it wasn't just the same thing over and over, I don't. I'm curious to see how they'll make that where it's the playability, the replayability is very high. That seems like it might be a thing where we all would jump in a time or two, and then be over it if you can't do any of the story mode. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because like drop and drop out. Typically, whenever that's used, they they mean like you can do the whole thing together at any you know at any point, any juncture. And I know Ubisoft <clears throat> a couple years ago, so they were trying to move away badass. from you know kind of the open world formula that they had established and create more open experiences that might be uh, reined in a bit as far as story content, but would allow more um, player freedom more like a, a Breath of the Wild type situation uh, versus maybe like a traditional Assassin's Creed setup. Uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think coming off their last two games, the, the thing that made those two games so good was the story content, largely. Um, yeah, they finally, I felt like started nailing. I mean, Assassin's Creed's always done the story fairly well, but like the last two games, they, they kind of cranked it up a notch, so. I'd hate for them to, to go back on that. Yeah, I, w- I would hate for them to completely... Yeah, a bold move. Yeah, yeah. I'd hate for them to completely botch the whole operation. You know, with... Because uh, mm-hmm. this is this is one that I've been looking forward to, is the Viking Age. Agreed. Yeah, you know, same. But, like, at the same time, you know, I mean, we've all played oh, co-op games together that do have a story component. And how many times do you just skip the cutscene or whatever when you're playing with people because it's like, ah, we're hanging out, let's just burn this down, let's do this thing, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, never. If I agree. Like, sh- you know, sh- shut up! I'm listening to this cutscene. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it just should be interesting. Um, Assassin's Creed know, for me is kind of like Brooks was talking about yeah. on Star Wars. Just give me more of it. I don't need. Yeah, exactly. Just give me exactly what you've been giving me. I don't give a shit. Just change mm-hmm. the change the textures and the characters. Yeah. And just keep giving me. And the having, having a feature like Cup is enough of a jump yeah, exactly. without them messing with the formula. I was just say Assassin's Creed to me has been like getting like go. a two hundred and fifty piece Erector set, and you're looking at it and you're like, "Fuck, this looks badass!" And you dump it out, and like there's only like sixty pieces there. And you're like, "Oh, well, obviously this doesn't work appropriately." Like that's Assassin's Creed. No, man, I no, and I'm not because you I'm don't not, attempt it. No, I attempted. They're, they're, they're fun when they work well. My issue with it, and especially with 2021, is just, I mean, I'm glad they're doing it in 21 and not 20, um, but I still feel a little weary that they're going to catch that next cycle of console release, and they're going to push something out that's yeah. not optimized for it, and it's going to yeah. be very buggy and broken like the last two have been. Uh, I mean, I don't know. They, usually they've done something like every year, but this one, you know, they're kind of like skipping a year. 
So I think it did turn out all right. What was the Assassin's Creed that came out in the the last time the consoles were, were shifting? Because that one did have a lot of performance issues. The one uh, that released for 360. Was it Was that the Native American <laughs> one? No. I forget which one that one is. That's three. I don't think it was three. I think it was whatever. Mm. Came after that. It wasn't Black Brotherhood. Flag. was after three. Kyle, this is a... Rogue is, or something? Not Twitter. You can say Indian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me let me just you know, no no start no, back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone out there. But, because I was trying to think of a really really extra offensive yep. turn for Indian. I knew. I knew you I knew, were. I knew it was coming. I, <laughs> I could tell. Breaks on that one. Sweet. <laughs> oh, Tune in. <laughs> They're all gone. Um, so. Um, So this week, Call of Duty and Overwatch Esports Leagues announced that they will stream exclusively on YouTube. Both Call of Duty and Overwatch are published by Activision. Um, This is a pretty big move for them, and it's kind of weird because we haven't seen exclusivity deals be struck um, in the esports realm quite like this. Um, We've seen individual streamers strike exclusivity deals with YouTube, with Mixer, with uh, Twitch, but we haven't seen an esports league do it. So uh, two major ones, Overwatch has much more of a presence as far as esports is concerned than Call of Duty. I think Call of Duty is still struggling to really find its footing. I mean, it, it has a, a decent competitive scene. It always has, but Overwatch, is, it, it's got the glitz and the glamour, okay? They know what they're fucking doing. Um, it's on a different level. Um, so that's, that's pretty interesting to me. Um, yeah, yeah. For an article, uh, Paul Tassi went into it and he broke down a lot of the, the numbers. I'm bringing that up here real quick so I don't misquote him here. Um, Twitch has, let me see, 61% of the streaming market share. YouTube Gaming holding in at 27%. Facebook Gaming jumped to 8.5 last year. Um, and so with these type of numbers, they're going to the less popular platform. And YouTube obviously has way more users, way makes way more money than Twitch, much, much bigger platform, but it's streaming is still struggling, uh, particularly in that gaming space versus Twitch. And so, I mean, th- this is a, a win for them. And I, I think this is something that we've kind of talked about. It seems like Twitch keeps resting on their laurels yeah. and keeps losing either major personalities like Shroud and went to Mixer. But say, yeah, they just lost, uh, they just lost one, one big name. Yeah, lost Shroud, lost Ewok, that wonderful like Fortnite player. She left. Um, they've lost King Italian. They've lost several people. They lost Courage, JD, who went to YouTube. So they've lost some like real prominent members of their community, and then now they're losing some of their major esports leagues. Um, and so one thing that uh, Tassi goes into on this article is that Twitch has failed to meet revenue goals, landing $300 million over the last year, well below the $500, 600000000 goal set for it. Um, oh, Jesus. I get close. No, and the most recent estimates, but YouTube arm of Google bringing in anywhere from 16 to $25 billion in revenue per year. Facebook brings in $16.9 billion cool. in revenue with $6.9 billion mm-hmm. in profit. Um, so... Even with Amazon obviously being a massive company, super successful, Twitch, which they own, is mm-hmm. not performing up to par. 
Um, and that just seems like they're not putting enough money behind it. And, and you have people like Microsoft or Mixer, YouTube and Facebook, who are trying to grab a piece of the pie, who are who are throwing money at it and bringing in big names. Because um, Bezos is a cheap prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just got a divorce, man. He's getting cut, and he's getting cut down. He's only going to be worth a hundred billion instead of a hundred and thirty something. That, that broad's going to scratch him. Yeah. What do you guys think yeah. of exclusivity deals like this in in general? Do they they bother you? Are you good with them? Um, they don't. They don't bother me necessarily yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really give a shit right now. You know what I'm saying? But it 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 might get weird in the future. Kind of going back to the first news story we talked about with each of these platforms having their own rules. And if that's the case, then the Overwatch League will go somewhere else if YouTube starts to be too oppressive. That's the yeah. that's the high-minded ideal, right? But how much yeah. bullshit's going to happen in between here and there? But as of right now, I don't I don't have any yeah. like philosophical always, problem with it. You know? It seems like music, because it, it always seems like certain industries are kind of like a little bit behind each other, right? Like, for instance, you had... You know, all of a sudden, music went from everybody buying it in stores to everybody was downloading it online to everybody started streaming it, right? Well, games are going through the same thing. Everybody buy it in stores, then went to digital downloads. Now you have services like Google Stadia and things where people are starting to stream games. Uh, so they kind of are like a little bit behind the music industry. And the music industry flirted with this whole exclusivity deal. You know, oh, this album's only available on iTunes. This album's only available on whatever the fuck Jay-Z's streaming platform. Oh, yeah, I was about to mention that. Title. Title, yeah. yeah. Uh, this album's only about on title Spotify. Is that it's all like high high resolution. Yes, not, that is Not true. resolution, but like whatever the fuck the name is. Yes, it has the... Better than better than MP3 quality. Right. So expanded mm-hmm. digital format. Anyways. Yeah. Um, you know what they ought to do, Josh? What's that? They ought to start running ads again that are like... You wouldn't stream a car. You can only drive on yeah. the highways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, that, that's kind of that all. That all. The warning's not going to age well. Like you wouldn't download a car. Well, bitch, I might. You got a three D printer. <laughs> exactly. I just might, motherfucker. Yeah. I just think like there's this point where it's like like if you choose to use one of these in your own will, that's fine or whatever. When you start doing exclusivity deals and stuff, the issue becomes well. Now this entire group of people doesn't interact with you because they don't want to go through the fucking trouble of going to that site and sign up and blah blah blah. And yeah, I was about to say I think the issue would be with developers like getting screwed on the deal. Sure, kind of how a lot of the music professionals are getting screwed by like Pandora and all these streaming services as far as payment goes. Yeah, that's a possibility too. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I love it just because I, I on the yeah, but I can't quite put my, I mean, yeah, that's me. I can't quite put my finger on exact, you know, I don't know. Shit. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it today. <laughs> Ask me next week. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have a problem. Cause it's like, I'm on all these sites cause I try to keep up with this stuff. So it's not like it really affects me that much, but it's just like, reminds me of that era of music where it's like, ah, shit, can't listen to that. Cause it's on X, Y, Z. Right. I don't know. And, and all of that kind of compression down, people don't really do those exclusivity deals anymore. So it just seems like, why is the gaming industry getting into that shit when they know inevitably people are going to be like, fuck this, and they're just going to have to put it on everything. Anywho, we'll keep we'll keep moving here. 
Let's get to our first feature tonight, which is the Forza Horizon Battle Royale mode. Kyle, I think you spent the most time with it. If you don't mind, just to kind of explain how this new mode works in um, in Microsoft's flagship racing series. I don't remember. Brooks <laughs> ran me over. In, oh, shit. In amnesia now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Gotta take first, baby. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, hell. Nah, I think it was a it was a good move. You know, at first I was kinda like, oh fuck, you know, they're they're getting on the bandwagon. But uh, after trying it out, no, nah, it was a it was a nice uh, fresh difference, I guess you can call it. It was a it was a good change. So I'd say it was a good move on their part. So how how does the round start? Um, over the whole map, it's I think the circle starts in the same spot every time. If I recall, uh, but you and you can choose where you want to start on the map, and then you uh, you drop in. They drop you in around that area, and uh, after that, you can either like go challenge somebody by honking your horn, or you can go try to find like they do car drops all over the map. So, for example, I started one time, and this one guy beat me to a car drop nearby, and so he ended up with this Mercedes six by six truck, and I'm in this little fucking Mini Cooper. Everyone starts in the Mini Cooper, by the way. Start with this level one Mini Cooper. And so after that challenge, then, man, you know, I lost my ass. We ended up in a lake, and you know, he had no trouble on him over drowning. But, <laughs> uh, so that's going to start. Yeah, every, every, you know, it's a level playing field. Everyone starts with this Mini Cooper. And uh, you Do you have to challenge? challenge start off with the challenge room. Just, I haven't tried. You know, I, I just went out. That's, that's the thing. You know, I was about to mention, I did that just because... You know, I'd get bored just trying to do, avoid people, but I guess yeah. I mean, you could. I guess you could avoid people till the end. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't do that. But, but yeah, you would just so, be highly. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> you know, they'd have like some level seven car, and you'd still be in this level one sh- shitty Mini Cooper. I guess I'm a, I'm a little confused as to how the whole thing works because it's not just a hundred people on a starting line racing across open country. So. I think the cutoff seventy five, if I remember. Okay, so there's seventy five people on the deal, and is it just like the map cuts off? You said there's a circle, right? So there's mm-hmm. a zone, yeah, where the game ends. So what happens if, say, ten people just didn't challenge each other at the end, and the zone collapses? Is, is the is the goal to be like does the zone collapse to nothing, and you have to be inside that zone at the very end to be the winner? I guess I just don't exactly understand how. It- yeah, yeah, I mean it's like any other BR. You- you know, last one standing sort of deal. I mean, when you, when you, so when you challenge these people, you race to like a certain point and it, it puts that point towards the center of the circle. So I guess that's kind of an incentive there. But, uh, I mean, okay. yeah, like you said, you could have 10 people just avoid each other and then it's just, just like, uh, happens to stay in that musical chairs. Yeah. You just got to get to be in the middle at the end of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I was just, I was confused as to how it would work whenever I was reading some stuff on it, whenever I can't shoot somebody in the face. It's like, okay, well, yeah. how does this, how's this whole thing operate? So, no, that's, so like, that's with, with these, yeah, with these challenges, you, you know, I guess it's way to pass time, but you can also just knock people out faster. So, and thereby, so if you win a challenge, does your, you get an upgraded vehicle? Do you get their yeah. vehicle? But say so, yeah. When you win the challenge, you either can choose their vehicle or you can. It's like a random vehicle you can upgrade to, which I usually okay. do. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Can I get Can I get a grave digger? <laughs> I'm afraid not. You'll have to. Uh, yeah. Lost me. <laughs> you have to go. Send a 
pissed off email to turn 10. <laughs> um, how do you think, like, as far as battle royales go, does this feel like a pretty fresh take on it, or does it feel like ground that's already been treaded? Oh, no, very, yeah, very fresh. I mean, you know, it's got that aggravating BR um, to it every now and then, but yeah, yeah. It, was still, it was still fun. I still had fun every match. I, mean, I kept playing a ton of matches. It had me hooked, you know. I feel like, because I haven't, I haven't played it, but I feel like if, even if you lose that, you, you're still getting races in, and it, it seems like it would be less terrifying than yeah. like a PUBG where you're hunkered in a building, and then you just drop oh, all very the stuff. Much so. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I feel like it would cut out some of the frustration and just general boredom and terror of trying to find shit mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of squirreling away here and there. And so even if you place 50th, well, shit, you probably still got in, what, two or three challenges? Yeah, one or two. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hell, I'd usually get one or two, and I'd still end up, you know, like 25th or 26th. Okay. A lot of times it wasn't full lobby. It started off with, like, maybe 56 people or whatever. Are they marked on your map, or is it still kind of, you just have to come up on them? No, they're actually marked. Like, uh, there's, like, the pink dots that represent each okay. player. And they'll even, like, I think whoever's closest to you, they'll have, like, a, a dotted pink line to, like, the nearest road, and then it'll show you how to get to that nearest person. So. Okay. Because that kind of keeps it from people hiding, too. <laughs> right, right, because that was my whole deal. Like, well, how do you keep this thing from just stalling out and 50 people riding the edge of the circle till they get to the end? Mm-hmm. And you said that you take damage on your car, too. Too, right? You know what you said? Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to get to that. It, it's still very frustrating because you take damage, which right. I think they should take out because it's really it's purely luck based at this point. Like, and that's the aggravating part. It's like because there'd be so many times I was ahead and then I'd nick a tree just barely. And next thing I know, my car's flipped and you know I'm not, I can't go anywhere. It's just just stalled out. Next thing you know, this person was way behind us, passing me now. I'm like, well, this is stupid. Right. So I think they That's should take that up, make it a little more skill based. But other than that, it was really fun. We'll, we'll talk about our, our next game here. We we also hopped into Wreckfest over the last week. Wreckfest um, came out last fall, and is a game that I, I think kind of rides a, a happy medium, kind of like Horizon Four um, of arcade and, and realistic driving sim. You do take damage to your vehicle; it does affect the performance of that vehicle. You have to be careful on turns and all that kind of shit. Um, and it's it's a, a game that has everything from like lawnmowers to supercars. So you, you tried this stupid lawnmower at the beginning <laughs> game in the first couple rounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lawnmower crap. Like a water boy it's lawnmower hilarious. or like, yeah, like yeah. a photo. That's <laughs> a good term. Um, and so it has a lot of different modes in it um, from traditional races. It also has a, a pretty hefty like demolition derby style component. Uh, just like elimination modes where you have to wreck the other cars and stuff like that. Um, Brooks, Brooks, what'd you think of this one? Uh, it was a hoot. Yeah. That's a good mindless game in my opinion. It's fun to, to the demolition derbies, um, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Agreed. And we, we played with Josh and I played primarily with bots, but, uh, no, it's a blast. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of a silly game, but at the same time, you know, there's some realistic components to the, the driving simulator on there and and it eh, it was it was good it was a nice change of pace yeah 
It reminded me of just like older racing games in a way. Something about it like kind of felt yes. like a nice return to form um, in, in the way that it didn't take itself too seriously. Um, yeah, but like, like for sure. <laughs> racing you, inevitably toward the end of the match, one of us would be so beat up from the other guy that they couldn't hardly drive their <laughs> fucking car. And the other person would just toy with him as he was barely cruising above 30 miles per hour trying yeah. to get to the end. Missing a tire or two. Um, yeah. We had a pretty epic bus race. Yeah. <laughs> bus race. Oh, man. That was I forgot about that. I wanted to try that out. We did it on like this track that had like a singular ramp in the middle of it and then did these little figure eights. And oh, God. You like almost flip the bus every time you went around the, the bend. And then Brooks inevitably shit awesome. on your chest as you were trying to pass him. And. It all backfired. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a trip to school with Fred Baker as a kid. Try to drive it like a grave digger. <laughs> well, Fred Baker probably knew the golden rule of racing a bus, and that's, you know, what's a race without a little compact? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he, oh, Fred he Baker. Did. I understand <laughs> that you don't know how right you are, sir. What I'm saying is, Fred Baker was a mess. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Watch your toes, Fred's coming in. <laughs> oh man! Oh, awesome! I'd yeah. Overall, though, it was a fun game. Um, it's one I jump into some more. Uh, I only played with Josh, and I think one of my yeah, comments to Josh first in was, oh, this would be really fun to play with like four or five people." Yeah, I wish they'd fix their fucking yeah, service. How much you over the weekend? And they, they had like play days this past weekend and I, I think their servers just weren't quite ready for that um we weren't able to open up a private server and just get into lobbies together yeah we, we tried three different days um, every day oh really i've had some real problems with xbox like with microsoft like services lately where like my xbox will be connected to the internet but sure. it won't allow me to hook up to like Xbox Live, so I can't do anything with my Xbox. It's been frustrating. I spent thirty minutes the other night trying to get online. Um, when you guys were online, and then I just gave God up. Damn. Yeah, I would say like I think my only like real negative. Everybody on, needs on to fix their internet. Is, shit. Like, maybe the server issues, but then um, <laughs> loading times are really quite long for a fairly straightforward racing game. I don't know; they, they seem abnormal to me. Um, but I, I think just like the gameplay itself is is a real joy. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just just simple. It's pure, but it's well made. Looks good. The tracks are all different. There's some really silly track design. But there's some mix of courses that, that are maybe more appealing to purist players as well. Uh, I, I think it has someone to offer fans of the racing genre, no matter their their skill set. What's that game running? Um, it might be on sale this week. I meant to check today. I, I think it's between like I think it regularly runs at forty. I think it was on sale last week for thirty, maybe. Um, so not people, not a crazy people having problems with the servers before the free to play, or do you think it was just the free to play? It was just so bogged down. I think it's the free to play. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I haven't had issues with the servers before. Uh, not that I messed with them a ton, but that was the first time I ran into an issue. Yeah, I'd be tempted to pick it up if it drops to twenty. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's really cool. I mean, I always look like those burnout games and stuff. And so anytime you have a game that incorporates mm -hmm. the damage, the more arcadey aspect, the sillier aspect. Oh wait, did you, you say it's on Game Pass too? No, no, it's not. Unfortunately, 
You know, um, Burks sent us a text the other day, screen grab from the Game Pass Twitter that said, what was it, February? It's going to be a bitchin' month. Looks. Not. <laughs> yeah. It said, like, really, 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 really good mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. All their really typefaces were different. Yeah. Should we speculate wildly on what's coming in February to Game Pass? Leisure Suit Larry. Holy <laughs> shit, that'd be really, 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 really good. Classic. <laughs> I, yeah, have I, no I have no I mean, idea. I have no idea. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to. It's hard to say. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? You got any ideas? Um, I'd love for it to be those Yakuza and Final Fantasy games, but I think like the conspiracy theorist in me, seeing the word "really" repeated so many times and typeset in so many different ways, makes me think it might be Control finally coming to Game Pass. Um, since Control deals so much with the abstract and reality getting bent and has some weird shit with typefaces in it and stuff, um, I think they might be alluding to, to Control finally coming to Game Pass. Um, but, which would be sweet. I mean, I have that game, so that one doesn't do much for me, but I'd be happy for everybody else to have it too because I, I think it's wonderful. Um, but I, my, my fingers are crossed for Yakuza and Final Fantasy. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. I mean, I don't know how much I'll play either one of those. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> there's a lot there, but it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I know it would be a big deal for those to come to Game Pass, yeah. especially Final Leisure, Fantasy. Um, Leisure Suit Larry get me BMX XXX makes its return. <laughs> yeah. Top of my backlog. List. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now with round uh, boobs instead of triangles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else have that friend whose dad was way too careless about what games he bought yeah. his kid. You know, everybody had a friend that had Leisure Suit Larry or some other. I did not say that. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, just me. My cousin's dad's a creep. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> I do remember wanting to sneak out of a GameStop with that man game in Leisure Suit Larry, but. Never could muster the balls to do it. The world's probably better for it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so. We'll never know, though. You say that, but we'll never know. How do you think that would have changed yeah. your life, Kyle? <laughs> if you snuck out with a copy of Leisure Suit Larry, where do you think he'd be now? I'd be looking at Born on the Internet, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than a video game. That's I don't see how that's incredibly <laughs> different. <laughs> Born podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I like to think yeah. he'd be standing on stage right next to Randy Pitchford, handing him a lot of briefcase, just yeah. full of USBs. <laughs> the VR sex game is going on. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, 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 I think we're on this. Now we're <laughs> now. There's an idea. Mm-hmm. Oh man. <laughs> well, I, I think that's our wrap, boys. Uh, why don't we end this episode like we end every episode? Brooks, why don't you tell the good folks at home what's in the box this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little slip of paper, and uh, written on it is uh, my Venmo account. Um, it's at J O S P H N I C K E L L. I've received two nickel donations. Uh, it's two five cent <laughs> donations so far uh, towards opening up my dream uh, all male strip club and gourmet pickle bar, Nickels Pickles. Uh, so again, that's at J O S P H dash N I C K E L L. You know, drop a donation in there. Uh, you're not going to get anything in return except for maybe in 15 to 25 years, a fine uh, all male strip club establishment. Uh, Come on, people, let's rally together. 
Let's go. Yeah. Nickels, we'll nickels get, for we'll pickles. That's VIP. Bruce, do you regret? Do you regret so many things? Asking for nickels. Oh, oh. okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean you can obviously donate <laughs> much more nickel if you'd like. Uh, again, uh, just disclaimer: um, you will see no financial return, and nor will this money uh, be absolutely shoehorned <laughs> for this idea. Uh, we'll see how financially destitute I am at certain points in my life. Uh, but you know, if all things roll along well, we'll uh, we'll have a new a new strip club bumping. God willing. No, do do <laughs> it for a lark, friends. Yeah, yeah God willing. Strippers uh, take I nipples mean, as well. No. Will they eat the money? Will they eat it? No. What the? <laughs> fuck? What do you do for a nickel? <laughs> I'll eat somebody. Yeah. I'm asking for a friend. Okay. Is there okay. a is there a room where people can just uh you know like open up containers of ice cream and lick them? Oh man. Will your will your strippers eat change? <laughs> we need a new segment, Kyle's Curiosity Corner. Oh, my name. <laughs> We should start doing segments. That's a fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> God damn it. It attracts the people. Though. <laughs> this dude eats nickels. I gotta go see this. Well, I don't go for the uh, for the hanging to watch the guys eat the nickels. Yeah, you got like the buffets. Earthies, believe it or not, show. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and in the back, it's a show of oh, men who <laughs> ate the nickels three days ago. <laughs> oh, God. Nickel retrieval. You could probably cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in now. Well, uh, like, share, and subscribe. See you, boxers. Uh, yep. It's episode 43. We're in it.